Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Doug. And this episode, this is a, this is a review episode. We're reviewing the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. If you listen to these Nerdy Show episodes when they come out, like you're so in Nerdy Show that you always hit it when we release, this might surprise you that this release is several days early. Because it's a review and because we saw an early screening, we figured, what the hell? We'll put it out early. So not releasing on Wednesday as per usual. Yeah, what good's a review if you've already seen it? Well, I think Wednesday they still wouldn't have seen it yet. But now now you'll know in advance whether or not you want to spend money on this Mm -hmm. or how badly you do want to spend money on it. We'll let you know more in advance. There's more of a cushion there. You can decide. (laughs) So we are going to be talking about the film, of course, uh, but we are going to pull our punches. There will be no spoilers unless, of course, we decide there should be spoilers. And if we do decide that, one, we will let you know, and two, it will be buried at the end of this. So feel free to listen to this, regardless of whether you've seen the film or not. So um, the Lego movie was... Very successful and very good. Shockingly surprising. good. Yeah, surprising. Yeah. It really oughtn't have been as good as it was. And of course, the hallmark of the Lego movie was that not only was it a toy film, not only was it a gorgeous CGI film that was uh, written and directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who've now gone on to, as of very recently, start filming the Han Solo film. Mm-hmm. It featured a ridiculous amount of characters from across multiple franchises anybody that lego had done work with had a presence in this film even though it was a warner brothers animation release there were disney property characters in it and so far as you know star wars um i believe there were a couple marvel cameos of course nothing as severe as the dc presence and in the lego batman movie oh they might be selling you batman up front and there's a huge chunk of batman but this is make no mistake as much of a cross-property film as... Well, I take that back. It is a cross-property film, like the Lego movie, but it is not as much of one, because this one digs exclusively into the toy chest of Warner Brothers, including the Warner Brothers music catalog, because there's a weird amount of Michael Jackson in it. Let's say this. uh, The first 10 minutes of this film are golden. Yeah. A++. If they only released the first 10 minutes of this film, it would be a shoe-in for the top 20 nerdy things of the year. Yeah. the the I really didn't know what to think going into it other than, okay, it's going to be similar to the Lego movie, you know, whatever. But the first 10 minutes really, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm sold. Like, no matter what happens for the rest of this movie, I'm going to sit here and watch to the end. 
Um, and the rest of the film is good, but that first 10 minutes was just like, that must have been like the first thing they thought of where they're thinking of like, what's, mm. what's the Batman movie going to be about? It's just, it's on. Yeah. The jokes, all of them pop. Uh, it's, they just, they cram everything in. We have, we see this almost, uh, basically an ensemble cast of Batman villains throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's as though one of the challenges of the film is how much can you cram on screen at one time. Mm-hmm. And so you get truly a, a multiversal roster of Batman characters. Now, they don't get some of them anywhere near as much screen time as they deserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, you're going to see Egghead from the Adam West Batman. Yeah. A shocking amount of Condiment King. Yeah. A, a one-off joke character from a single episode of Batman the Animated Series that's had life outside of that since then, but only as a... a polka Dot Man. Uh, Quilt Man. Quilt Man. Kite Man. And then other DC figures like Orca and Catman are... Totally in the background. A, a, a version of Bane that looks like he's from the animated uh, DC animated universe, but with a voice like Tom Hardy's Bane, <laughs> which is a fun <laughs> mashup kind of thing. It, yeah, it's it is. This movie is all over the place, and of course, of course, it is because if you've seen the trailers, and you know that Robin is in this film, but not in any kind of conventional way. Uh, a, a a needy, over eager nerd boy, Robin. He it's a reinvention of Dick Grayson. It is Dick Grayson. It is, Dick but Grayson. it's not the same origin story as the normal dick grayson i mean he could have had the same origin story but instead of being transferred directly over to wayne manor he's had to stop over in the uh well he has city orphanage (laughs) he has acrobatic skills but never once do they mention uh the circus well because dead parents aren't a really you know a thing that they want to mention in a a kid's film like this did you you forget the batman song from he said no lego movie he just said no parents oh he said no parents yeah interesting darkness no parents Uh, you know in my brain i just turned it into dead parents yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so this film, the the crux of it is Batman is full of himself. We know that. That is that is the Will Arnett Batman character from Lego Movie. He is up his own butt with how much he loves himself. And uh, he doesn't need nobody. Not mm-hmm. nobody, not know-how. Not even Alfred. Not even Alfred. But he's got this, he's got this father figure that he's ignoring. Uh, he himself is like a bratty child, even though he's got mad skills. And then all of a sudden he gets this other child in his life. And on top of that, the Gotham City Police Force is trying to get rid of their need for Batman. Mm-hmm. And his dysfunctional relationship with the Joker, which is uh, has a vague homoeroticism, bromance element to it, <laughs> that, well, that's not going the way that Joker would like, let's yeah. say. It's a difficult film to describe. And there's the plots all over the place in uh, a positive way sampling heavily from the DC canon. Like, it's so Gotham-centric, but at the same time has bleed over from the rest of everything else. There's cameos from the rest of the Justice League. But uh, I guess it's probably safe to say that the Phantom Zone, which is, you know, a massive part of Superman's mythology, is a super significant part of this entire film, which is weird. Yeah, this really was a strange movie. But overall, this is way better than Batman vs Superman. <laughs> it's like way better than uh, uh, Man of Steel. Like all all the all the recent DC films, this is this is way more up my alley. And uh, people smile in it. <laughs> you know, it's fun. <laughs> it's colorful. It can, you can have a Batman movie and make it colorful. I don't know. It it was it was very enjoyable. If you had all liked the first Lego movie, and you like Batman. 
you this is you know this is good yeah there's so i mean for for diehard batman fans there's so many uh side jokes so so many nods so many visual references to basically everything uh everything from a, a full like i mean they they tap into each one of Batman's cinematic appearances prior to this, each and every single one, mm-hmm. as well as things like brief nods to Dark Knight Returns, the animated series, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's got it's got something for you, but also they do it. I mean, you could you could watch the first ten minutes, and then you could you could also leave and never watch the rest of it because it's 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 fun, mm-hmm. but it's also. I'd say it was it was a good movie. It yeah. wasn't a great movie. Yeah. But the first ten minutes was what could have been a great short film, a truly yeah. great short film. Yeah. Like the like I said, what was it? Those DC animated shorts they put online sometimes. Well, there was DC Nation for a while. Yeah. Um, several years ago, but I mean, yeah, it, it had all the the hallmarks of of one of those things. It was so on. But then the the story about Batman's uh, discovery that maybe he should rely on other people and so on and which is, uh, which is a nice story to tell it's a nice it's a nice story to tell it's weird right because because batman's uh i mean he's not he's the main character but he's not exactly likable but you can like him in a passive way but he's like kind of he's kind of like a a weird hyper cool donald trump character he he's up his own ass he uh he tells himself lies all the time and he doesn't pay taxes mm-hmm so well, no, he does pay taxes. That's no, what he said in the no, lyric. This, the song is he doesn't pay taxes. He doesn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what that. I'm pretty sure the song was that he actually does because he's so cool. He does all that. Stuff. I I think paying taxes is cool, but I'm pretty sure I heard that he doesn't pay taxes. Don't remember. Hey, if you if you watch the film, tell us who's. Yeah, does, does Bruce Wayne pay taxes or not? That's the, that's what we want to know. Pretty sure he said he did. I mean, but... if so, a plus plus. The movie's yeah. actually a little bit better now, but. <laughs> Because <laughs> he does everything right. That's the thing. He does everything perfectly. That was the whole point of that little song that he was I thought that the point of the song was, I'm such a cool guy. But he's a billionaire, and the fact that he's a billionaire and pays his taxes and shows I, off, I gives gifts was, to the orphanage, I figured that's what the I whole thought it was. It was a hallmark of our time that, you know, not paying taxes is cool. Not paying taxes will get you in jail. Unless you're super rich. Unless you, yeah. <laughs> hi oh, it's true. <laughs> Wake up, people. <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually, I mean, like, I legit thought that's what I heard. Could be. I don't know. Whatever. Either I'm, way, it's, that was one lyric out of out of a fun song, out of a, out of an awesome beginning <laughs> to a to a fun movie. And I'm just bringing everybody down as per usual. Barbara Gordon is a major character. Commissioner Gordon retires, uh, as in James Jim Gordon retires, uh, and his daughter Barbara takes over, having cleaned up the streets of Bloodhaven with statistics. Yeah. And uh, now she's coming to Gotham, and she's like, "Hey, uh, you know, the, the classic trope of uh, so." Batman fights all the villains, and that's great, but uh, it's like uh, the problem never seems to go away. Yeah. He hasn't actually, like, permanently it's apprehended like any of these people. It's a prophecy. Yeah. Like, every time he busts someone, and then they end up escaping. Or and even, I think in this universe, they say he's never actually captured any of them. Yeah. He just sort of thwarts them, and they get away. Yeah. But it's like a cartoon. That was the whole point. It was like they were living in this cartoon world, yeah. and in comes Barbara Gordon being like, uh, this can't sustain itself. You know, like, kind of being the first yeah. big main voice of reason in the movie. And... Uh, Unveils a plan to work with Batman to make permanent change. That is actually, it's never never elaborated on because ultimately Batman's ego gets in the way and he's like, well, fuck that. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then then I I kind of felt the rest of the movie, I was still trying to figure out what exactly Barbara and her character in general like wanted out of the experience because she's along for the ride and she's helping out, but also like... You never really get the gist of what her plan was, and it's it's still ultimately Batman's movie, and she is an accessory to yeah, that and, adventure. And I feel like the whole extension of the family, it could have been done with just Robin 
because there's enough there to do that. You know, like Alfred makes a big deal out of like, you got to go take care of this kid. He's an orphan and not like an, it's a lot like an orphan I once knew and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this would be good. Like he's going to learn, you know, dealing with Robin. It's going to be like a buddy cop movie. They're not going to get along. He's not going to like him at first. And then he's going to learn to like him. And then he's going to, you know, love him like a like a like a brother, like a son. And in that, you know, grow in, in his own way. And instead it's like robin's there but that's not enough they have to throw in barbara gordon and alfred i mean alfred's always great but like alfred had a really dominant role in this it was yeah. it was not bad but it yeah. was very weird that the, they really changed the dynamic where alfred is like the is like a father figure yeah to bruce which is cool i mean this this is a super different batman movie as though that wasn't obvious enough right but i mean it as in it comes at the the characters you know from completely different angles. Like, for example, for what little Catwoman is in it, she's never remotely referred to as a love interest at all. And there's this weird kind of, like, could be a love interest, but never ever comes even close between uh, Batman and Barbara. Yeah, they kept on, like, every time he would gaze at her in the beginning, he'd get all starry-eyed, and they'd play... I can't remember cutting crew, yeah, cutting crew tonight. Yeah, and uh, you clearly he had the hots for her, but then after a while it just stops. Like he just stopped getting that. He would like trip over himself whenever he was around her. This is uber, uber cool Batman, but he sees Barbara Gordon, and he like never met her before, never knew she existed apparently. And just, every time he sees her, he's like, oh, bah, 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 and and then he can't really keep his cool. And then after like the third time it happens, it's just normal. Like it never comes up again. Yeah. There's a lot of like seemingly dropped threads with her. Yeah. And like then, a lot of half completed ideas. Yeah. And like, and he's like, Oh yeah. At the end, you, you know, cause you, you've seen, you've seen the poster, you've seen the pictures. She's, she's there as Batgirl. Yeah. She wasn't, she wasn't Batgirl when she starts. Batgirl is a thing that happens throughout the course of the film. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, you could be Batgirl. And she's like, all right, if I call you bat boy, but never goes past that. Like yeah. she, does she is that a moniker that she has? Why not Batwoman? Batwoman is a character and yeah. they have changed everything already. I don't know. So it's just that's not really any kind of a a, a a grand statement there. It's just an example of how it's a fun, wacky movie about toys, mm-hmm. not to be taken too seriously. But as far as like having a little bit more gravity, more like what the Lego movie had. Not the Lego movie had a particularly strong message, and not that this bat- was this was a lighter fare compared to the Lego movie, and not that the Lego movie was heavy at all. Yeah, but it so imagine that. Yeah. Imagine it, it, the dials turned down a little bit more. Yeah. An interesting thing about the press screening we saw is that usually when they do these screenings, they they put their best foot forward. They do the thing that they think is going to be the most impactful um, in terms of how it's being viewed. Uh, it was a 2D screening. Mm-hmm. When, we, when they showed us Lego movie before, it was the 3D screening, and the 3D was incredible then. So I can't tell you how the, the 3D was. Because it felt like toys. It yeah. felt like you were like, oh, I can... Um, there's almost tactile information almost. You yeah. Know, little scratches and imperfections in each of the toys and I, stuff. I actually felt like, like knowing what it was like in the first film, uh, I felt like I was missing out seeing it in 2D little bit, this maybe. time around. Like, Because there's so much... There's so much detail in the Lego films because because the way it's animated that everything is like a unique structure mm-hmm. and that that level of detail does is like I hadn't I haven't seen the Lego movie since I saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. So seeing this one, I actually felt like I, I I was losing a part of it. Like the some of the, the complexity of the animation was absolutely lost on me in the 2D format, which is interesting. Um, uh, the director is is actually no stranger to stop motion, uh, which is interesting since. You know that's the look of the Lego films, though they're not not or, the reality of the or, Lego or, films. Or and and also no stranger to stop motion DC parodies. True, uh, it's Chris McKay 
of uh, Robot Chicken and Moral Oral fame. An interesting choice, and this is his uh, first feature film. So it really, when you put it like that, it really does feel like a bunch of Robot Chicken sketches strung together. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a couple things that happen a couple times, but then they never show up again. You know, oh, and then there's a scene, there's a whole sequence of this. Like, there's a lot of great sequences. Yeah. Uh, the movie, I, I would say, overall, it's fine with moments of greatness. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that that is f- very fine and should have been a lot better, because it's a major part, is the Joker, mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah. Um, he's voiced by Zach Galifianakis, who I think is great. Did a good job. I don't think he did do a good job. I, see, I, no, I think he did a good job, but the material, it just wasn't quite... It didn't feel like the Joker. Like this should have been uh, another villain. They just the only reason it's the Joker is because it has to be. He's got to be Batman's number one main villain. But he didn't act like the Joker. Like he just was like, I don't know. It was it he, was it was he had a such new an take. Average Joe kind of voice. Yeah. Um, there was like you know even his his like zany laugh wasn't particularly zany. He felt like such. He felt like they a, gave him jagged teeth, sharp teeth, and stuff. And yeah. He, I mean, he he had a very crazy look. And the sounds coming out of his mouth did not match that mm-hmm. at all, and and it just it was it was the weakest Joker performance maybe ever. I don't know what else. And, to compare and granted, to. there's been a lot of great Joker performances. How right. is Zach Galifianakis going to? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Stack up to Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson, and what's his face from the uh, 1960s series? Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero, or even uh, uh, John DiMaggio in Under the Red Hood. Did True, a pretty cool Joker as well. But he could. There should have. This was a great opportunity to pull that Cesar Romero in because that guy, that guy had a very like. Yeah. But they were going for a different. They they in a in a strange twist. They wanted the Joker to be sympathetic, and for most of that audience, he was sympathetic. Audience is going, oh, and I'm like. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> like he, this is the Joker. He would murder somebody, but not in this universe. In this yeah. universe, he doesn't want to murder anybody. I mean, just, it's fine because you know this universe, different rules. We can check yeah. our expectations at the door. Yeah, but it just, mm, man, it just wasn't great. Like they had, they pulled in so much talent for bit characters with hardly no no lines. They had Jermaine Clement play Sauron. Mm. Uh, they <laughs> they had Ralph Fiennes, uh, you know, play playing Alfred, but not playing Voldemort. Yeah, Eddie Izzard played Voldemort. And why didn't why wasn't Ezzy Izzard the Joker? That would oh, have been God, that would have been amazing. There you go. Oh, he would have been. But that, you know, again, they're going for a different take. He he behaves differently. Conan O'Brien played Edward Nigma. He killed it. 
For, for he the, did really. He played the, Edward Nigma for the handful of lines that the Riddler had. I think he just sort of grunted. He don't even know if he made a line. Did he, he even he, say anything? He, yeah, I know he had some real lines. He had some real lines, and I thought that's a cool voice. Who was that? I and thought he should play. He should have played the Flaming Sea just as a cameo. <laughs> and Billy D. Williams. I was so excited about Billy D. Williams being in this movie, reprising his role as Two Face, even yeah. just for a well, He was, you know, Harvey Dent in Batman and Batman Returns. Never got to be Two Face, and he's actually kind of prominently featured on the poster. Couple lines, yeah, just a couple lines, and, and a bunch of walla in the background of he, stuff. He may have said more lines in the Lego Movie as Lando than he has oh, in this. Absolutely, without question. It's a, it's a, such a shame. Yeah. Is it, so I guess what oh. you, what you well, can s- I think we got a wait cap for the director's cut because when the director's cut comes out, it'll be a little it, more edgy. We'll get more. More Two Face. Well, that is that is the Warner Brothers um, like treatment right yeah, now. Modus so. operandi. Yeah, modus <laughs> Yeah. There was actually there was a weird there was a weird uh, choral British child orphan song during the credits that had this, this distinct vibe about it of oh they recorded this for a scene that didn't get made. Yeah, like when <laughs> Dick Gray, little Dick Grayson in the orphanage sees the Batmobile drive by would start singing. Maybe I don't know. It was like, just short enough to have been like a like scene. a scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so I suppose you know Doug and I we we saw the film and now we're recording this. We did not choreograph our points. This is very raw, as you can tell by how all over the place this discussion is. Well, the movie is a little all over the place too, but yeah. but because it's so light and because it's just trying to have a fun time, uh, you know, I'd say it succeeds. It was entertaining. I would you know, if you had any interest, you'll probably like it. But if you don't yeah. like Batman and you don't like toys, then. You I mean, better spend your money elsewhere. What I suppose, if I'd paid money to see it, I might have thought, because tickets are so fucking expensive these yeah. days, I might have thought that could have genuinely been better. Mm-hmm. But I, the first ten minutes, can't stress enough. Yeah. They're golden. Yeah, you get the full bang for your buck, <laughs> like for 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 that. Whereas it's sort of law of diminishing returns as the longer the movie goes on. Yeah. And you know, I really Batman was such a better supporting character in the Lego movie than he was the focus of a feature. Hmm. I think I like think how they did with Jack Sparrow and all the other Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah. He just didn't carry it well enough and the problem is that he's he's a character who would be who's a great side character and then they gave him side characters and it's a it's just diminishing returns all hmm. across the board. Like nothing was quite as strong as it could have been because there was a lot of there was a lot of potential and it's not a frustratingly untapped potential like in many films these days. Like many DC films. Like <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh but it was good and here's where you might tune out and decide that you don't care about my opinions anymore. I'm, there's a thing that happened to me in the first Lego film and it happened to me again in this film and that's where I I question the nature of our pop culture reality that we live in in the 21st century. I see these films and there's such massive explosions of properties and characters and marketing and all that. And there's a lots of genuine artistry poured into them and actual like, you know, love for the original material. I mean, we're nerds. This is nerdy show. We bury nuanced references to shit in our own stuff that we create mm-hmm. and, and we we love and appreciate that. But also, we don't appreciate, you know, incredible amounts of pandering, which this film actively didn't have in many cases. It had, you know, some. Of course it had some. It had a peppering of pandering. Yeah, but but most of the references and so on was like, was really genuine. It was, that was part of the experience of yeah. like, this movie is a send up to many facets of all the Batmans that have come before yeah. in cinema history. So that makes it appropriate. But 
there's a degree of the cross franchise interaction and so on with it being I, I kept thinking of lego dimensions the video game yeah it just it feels like a huge commercial and it is but it also isn't and maybe i put too much thought into it but it i always leave feeling just a little bit bothered like what does you know it what does it bode for the future yeah what does it what does it all mean like it's an interesting thing that's happened but like is it's not like who framed roger rabbit no it's not you know where you have uh all these different characters showing up for cameos and and it kind of pushes it tries to push the story along here it's just sort of like oh you know be you know be really cool if we just had this. Now, I, I get the idea that Lego is, you're supposed to mix it up. You know, you can buy the different Lego sets and you can have characters from all over, you know, just like with a video game. That's what it's all about. You can, you build your own version of it and you can make things and, and make things that w- otherwise wouldn't happen in reality. You couldn't make an actual Batman movie and have any of those extra characters yeah. show up in it. And this you could. Yeah, exactly. Like, because no, it would be like, it has to be this much of a cartoon because having that amount, like, of deluge of pop culture would be otherwise unacceptable, which is why these movies are cool, because they make the unacceptable possible. Yeah. But on the other hand, it has both sides of the argument on it. It has all the reasons that it's cool, and then in the back of my mind, I'm always just a little bit bothered by it. Because there's so much extra stuff in it, you don't really get the time for a normal film. But but again, it's it's a Lego movie. I'm not, I didn't go in here expecting, like, oh, this is going to be, like... A Batman movie no. that's totally gonna, I, you know, and I, and I hope no one did. That would be a mistake. <laughs> yeah, but but what I'm saying, it's like you know, what 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 were your expectations going in? Uh, they were about what it was. I, this is me once again. I, I'm sure I've had this a similar conversation before on the show. Like trying to put into words a feeling, a sensation that I just can't quite put my finger on of just something being off about it from a marketing perspective, from a culture perspective. It is raw, undiluted pop culture marketing. Recycled. Recycled, like everything. That is what it is. And it never tried to be something else, though the first film was mysteriously quality in spite of that. But it still, it has this little odor that comes with it. This is a genuine film. They're both genuine films. They're very genuine. The first Lego movie, the main character, Emmett, Chris Pratt, he was the boring guy in a fantastic world where all this crazy stuff happens and all these Superman, Batman, Ninja Turtles... Charles Barkley, <laughs> like all these other you know characters pop mm. up, but the main hero is a nobody who has n- no personality whatsoever. So that's kind of the point. That's an interesting story to frame, you know. Yeah. With Batman, he's already like amazing at everything he does, and he always succeeds. And the inside is like his inside is like hollow. It's like oh, he's got no. He pushes everyone away. I'm like, okay, that's an interesting way to go for a Batman story. But ultimately, this is an excuse to get him to go on a crazy adventure and see all these different characters and throw all these characters in there and make it like, oh, we're all like a family kind of thing. It, these these sensations that I have that I'm trying to and failing, I feel, to put into words, they are perhaps inappropriate to this conversation. I mean, the film evoked these sensations. However, it's a, a Lego Batman movie. It's yeah. How could it be anything different? Right. I just hope there doesn't come a point where... Most major motion pictures are versions of the Lego Batman movie. Well, the Marvel movies kind of already are. Like, they're they're throwing in all these characters and references, but they do it in a way... The Lego Batman movie is, like, they'll throw a character in and you laugh, not because, oh, I like that miscellaneous 80s character. Seeing him there makes me laugh because it it pandered to me. That's the thing I recognize. It's usually played for a joke or some kind of pun, and it's funny and you laugh. Whereas in, like, the uh, Batman vs. Superman movie, 
Flash shows up on screen and people are like, oh, oh my god, like it's trying to get their hype, the hype machine going. So I feel like there's a different goal in with 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 these kinds of films, yeah. uh, you know. And I feel like with Lego, at least so far with this, it's more of like, hey, it's just for fun. It's just for a gag, you know. Let's just laugh and like just kind of forget about the problems for your problems for a while. But whereas in like Batman vs Superman or Man of Steel, it's all meant to be like this epic like whoa it's all gonna tie together and oh my gosh it's a it's epic huge story and emotions and everything running through it but it's just forced it's very forced yeah this was more like i mean it is like that's what i'm i'm trying to it's weird like i i knew that there was a possibility that i shouldn't even start this conversation to try to to try to personify these feelings yeah but like candy too much of it's not good for you yeah i'd agree so i don't know what this means yeah for the future, for pop culture, for anything, but it is delicious candy. It's like you. It's like you have a huge bowl of Halloween candy, and the first thing you eat, the first ten minutes, is like your favorite candy. Yeah, and then you're like, all right, I got the rest of this candy. Still good, just not my favorite. I I ate my favorite. Yeah. Okay. That's Doug. That is a perfect analogy, and it actually aptly describes the way the way I, I feel about this film is that having watched all of it, I just I kind of just felt tired at mm. the end of it. Like it was just, there was just a like. It was it was fine. It was totally fine, but it it had a, sort of a diminishing value over time. It stopped being as novel, though it still had like you know mm-hmm. great laugh out loud moments peppered throughout. And ultimately, it's not necessarily for me. They are they are in in large part all ages films, but they are at their heart meant to be for a certain audience, which is why you know nobody dies and uh, they don't even say hell or damn or kill. Yeah, I mean, and they're very. That's a joke that they're very aware of throughout the entire thing. <laughs> The one thing that was kind of funny was it was funny when they first did it, but then afterwards you don't even think about it. Every time a gun goes off, they go pew pew instead of a gunshot. Yeah. So the sound effect of guns going off is just a person going pew 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 pew. So it's like every missile, every bomb, everything is all done with like a person just making a pew pew sound, which is funny. And it was hilarious in the opening sequence when it happened. All these cops, like these, you know, uh, Joker and his goons are you know, blasting through a cop barricade and all the cops go, oh, there he goes! Pew, 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 and there's all these gunshots are popping off all over the place. But then by the end of the film, it's more pew, pew, pew. And you're like, okay, that's, it's kind of not funny. It's not annoying. It's not bad. It's just it maybe a little the joke. annoying. But the joke was already up. Like that was the yeah. joke. What The joke was a surprise that they say pew, pew instead of bang, bang. And the fact that it's still going on was just like, it, it, it wasn't as funny then as it was in the beginning. Yeah. But that's kind of like this whole movie. <laughs> well, you know, we got to it in a roundabout way, but we I think we did get to something in regards to the movie. But if you love Batman, you're going to see some shit that you haven't seen in a long time in it. You're going to yeah. see some nods to some stuff that you love. Uh, and, and if you're at all been, de- if, you've, if you've been depressed with the way he, Batman's been treated recently in the ra- latest incarnations, and that even includes if you're unhappy with the Christopher Nolan version, yeah. then you'll, you'll have a good laugh. It's, <laughs> this it's is a, refreshing. It's a funky and fun uh send up to the legacy of Batman. Yeah. And uh is really more cut from the same cloth as the Adam West material than anything else in in a in a weird roundabout way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is what it is. This has been a adults review <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> of a child's, of a child's film, film about toys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So thanks so much for listening to this review. Uh, if you got thoughts and feelings on uh, on everything we've said here, especially my uh, my complicated ramblings, feel free to let us know either on the Nerdy Show forums, comment on this episode's page, or on SoundCloud for that matter. Shoot us back a message in Twitter, whatever works for you. 
Thank you so much for listening to Nerdy Show, for supporting us. You can head over to uh, nerdyshow.com slash support where you can find out how to give us a one-time donation, join our Patreon, or shop via our Amazon links and buy all kinds of Batman or Lego movie or Lego in general affiliated merchandise. Whatever floats your boat. Your bat boat. Your bat boat. And hey, let me just say, the scuttler was fucking rad. It was fun. Yeah. It didn't make a whole lot of sense, but it was fun. No, it made it didn't make a whole lot of sense in exactly the way that a movie like Lego Movie should exist because a giant vehicle that is basically like a massive bat and moves like one across the ground and across surfaces, it could never make sense or exist in any other medium than something as ridiculous as this. And for that, that is a beautiful thing. They had the guts. They, had, they went there. Yep. Taking us out, we have a track called Batman by the band Spoiler Alert, a one-off group formed in 2010 by the front person of the band Art Brute. Bye, I'm Doug. Bye, I'm Cap. Up the tool building, hiding in the shadows so I can keep an eye on the street below. Alfred says I have trouble with intimacy, but people often die when they get close to me. I'm kicking and punching. They're recently released from Arkham Asylum. Hmm. I'd better keep an eye on them. That place is pretty bad at rehabilitating people. If anything, they come out even more evil. No one ever hears me coming. So I'll go and thwart a couple of muggings. And after that, I'll go and stop some heroin smuggling down at the docks. And kicking all of the criminals The crime on the street I want to get rid of all Swing Punch Smack Another cunning sneak attack Pow Smash Kick Another junkie lunatic Doug, how many how many how many if, Batman Pez containers would you give this film? Well, for what it is, I'd give it seven out of ten Batman Pez dispensers. For what it is. For film as an art, like, I would give it, you know, I'd give it a solid three out of five. But for like a cartoon toy Batman Lego film, yeah, seven out of ten. Now, are these Pez dispensers, like, do they have candy in them or are they like from a flea market? The seven out of the ten are full of candy. Uh-huh. The others aren't. And you don't know which one's which. Some of them fill with candy. Some of them ain't. Just like sequences of this film. Some of them are great. <laughs> Some of them are an empty Pez dispenser where it's fun to look at and it is a toy. You can play with it. But unless it has the candy in it, it's missing the point. Maybe like just like that metaphor. Have <laughs> 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 a catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 